God help me with this message. Help, help me preach this thing. Look at, say, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, God's got this. Yeah. If I, if I was to do an introduction, I'm, and I'm not in, in form, I'm not, in, I'm not formal this morning. Sometimes the spirit moves differently, you know, I'm not formal. But y'all would agree to this. Ain't it times in, in this walk when you hit, you, hit a, you hit a wall and you start looking at circumstances in your life, y'all not going to talk to me. And, 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 and you start wondering, like, how and why and when? Oh, them questions. They, they, them, are, them are simple words, but they powerful words, ain't they? Because you be thinking like, when? Especially when time is elapsing. <laughs> then you say, why? You know, because it seems like everybody getting it but you. You know, and, and, and you hit this wall, and, and sometimes... Uh, Pastor White talked about the complexities of faith this morning. And so sometimes you in that position where you own the ship. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and the challenge is, are you going to stay on that place of unbelief? Or are you going to step into that next level? Because sometimes the wall is birthed in the next level. And, and, and here's the thing, it's not even for you to even ask questions, because there's sometimes that the wall is so crazy that you ain't got time to be talking. <laughs> so, so, you, so, so you do agree that we, we hit this level in this journey, and this is, this is why a lot of folk don't last over here, because the walls, the challenges, the issues run them away. Because if I be honest, we are creatures who want to be in control. Oh, Lord. Ain't it somehow when God calls you in this way of life that you lose control? <laughs> Y'all not going to talk to me. Amen. I mean, I mean, it seems like we're in control because we wake up on our time. We go to work on our time, clock out on our time. But really, we're not in control. We really have lost control. In other words, he gives us control over your life, but not your journey. Oh, y'all didn't catch that one. Yeah, you can have control over your life, he said, but you don't have control over this journey. Because I'm the one that called you into this journey. And so here we walking with God, and we hit these, these, hit these levels and these places and these walls. And, 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 and so these questions come up like, why, when, and how? And fatigue sets in. Y'all want to talk to you? Get fatigue sets in. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't want to quit the journey, but sometimes you might quit life. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. Am I talking too deep? You, 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 you don't want to quit the journey, but you quit life. And, and, and so, and so I'm, I'm laying a foundation here because we all have been there. Because I'm sitting there now asking God, like, when? It doesn't matter how many times God does something for you. 
Amen. It's like even when you get into that next level, you from the ground up again. It's like you're starting over again because he's already done one thing, but then you're looking for the next thing, but the next thing requires another level of faith. That's why he says, I take you from faith to faith. The faith that you had to get here is not the faith you're going to need to get to the next level. So now I put a wall in your life, amen, to birth out the next level of faith you're going to need to accomplish. Tell somebody, God's got this. Because, see, because the faith is not in your own self. Oh, I'm about to go into the text. The faith is not into your own self, and it's not into your intellect. It's not into your ability to maneuver and manipulate. It's not in that. David writes in Psalms 23. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh-oh. That's it right there. That's it. Because the, the, the downfall that happens is because even though we're with God, we have not made him our shepherd. Because a shepherd is more than a person that walks around with a staff and a cloak. A shepherd looks out on the behalf of his sheep. So in other words, when you have made God your shepherd, you're saying, I'm not no longer looking at my journey through my eyes. I'm looking through the eyes of my shepherd. And when I realize that he is looking out for my behalf, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. There it is right there. Everything that you may want and desire is eliminated because you are looking through the eyes of your shepherd. He says, I shall not want. In other words, my shepherd will not leave me without what I need. He's not going to leave me without my desires. He's not going to leave me. In other words, God's got this. Shall not want. Because the first priority of any believer is you just can't be in church. Oh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. You just can't be in church. You just can't take on this name. You just can't take right hand of fellowship as somebody's local ministry. You can't take a position within the church and feel that you are part of the church. He says your responsibility is not being a part of the church. It's being a part of me. He says, I am the vine. I wish I had somebody in here. And you are the what? Oh, Lord, have mercy. I wish I could talk to a church today. He says, when you make it your responsibility not to look at your life and your journey through your own eyes. I would, I, I, I'm going to be real funny. Some of y'all need to put your eyes out. He said, if your right eye offends you, pluck it back. Y'all not going to talk to me. He said, because some of y'all allowing your eyes to mess with your faith. I got to testify. I got I to confess to that. I got to confess that because our eyes, amen, our eyes plays tricks on us. It makes us see things that ain't there. And amen. And sometimes when you start to see things that ain't there, you start believing that it is there because your eyes play tricks on you. But I can talk to somebody that ain't tell you, put your eyes out and make God your shepherd because when you make him your shepherd, you shall not walk. Shall not be in need. Shall not go without. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his sin begging bread. I'm a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Tell, tell, somebody say, Lord is my shepherd. 
The Lord is my shepherd. So say it loud and say it proud. The Lord is my shepherd. You got to tell I shall not want. Tell every day, like every desire in your life, tell everything I shall not want. That is a powerful word. When you tell what you need, I shall not. I know it ain't happening right now. I know I might be struggling to get to it, but I shall not want. Shall not. I'm going to tell you why I shall not want, because this next text, this next verse here, he says something real simple, and I know y'all got caught up in the pretty words. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. How can you lay down and be led at the same time? Y'all not going to talk back to me. Hold on. How can you lay down and be led at the same time? But see, what he's trying to get you to understand, honey, is that, amen, the reason why you shall not want, because I am the God of transition. I can take you from laying to being, y'all not going to have church with me. I can take you from where you are to where you're going to be, because I'm the God of transition. I can make it look like it's green pastures one day, and the next day it's still waters. I know how to transition you from bad to good, from great to greatness. I can take you where I want to take you. Why? Because I'm your shepherd, and you're following who leads you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And he knows how to be the master of transition. It gives me the power to tell God and tell the devil, I won't be here long. I won't be in this place long. I might be lying down now. Uh-oh. Y'all don't want to have church with me. I, I might be lying down now, but sooner or later, my legs are going to start to work. Uh, sooner or later, my eyes is going to start to work, and I'm going to be able to walk my way where I need to be. Because you know why? He put power in my leg. He put power in my legs. Put power in my mind. He's the God of transition. And the Bible says, he uh-oh, he restoreth my soul. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, wait a minute, hold it, hold it. Why would your soul have to be restored if he is your shepherd? If he's the master of transition, why would your soul have to be restored? This is for all the strong folk who try to make you believe that they never go through nothing. Y'all done got quiet. The reason why they never go through nothing, because he never was their shepherd. Y'all done got quiet. Because even the good shepherd, uh, uh, okay, I, I was talking to the wrong church today. Uh, why, would, why, can't somebody ask that question? why would he need to restore your soul? If he is the shepherd and he's the master of transition, why? Because every so often the sheep get down. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. You had the Holy Ghost for 35 years. You don't never get down. Can I talk to a real church? Is there anybody here that can testify? As long as I walk with God, it doesn't matter how many weeks, months, years has been. It could be weeks that you hit a place in this walk where your soul gets low. Oh, somebody going to say amen. 
Amen. And, and, uh, does anybody here can testify that you've been in a place in this journey, amen, where you feel like, amen, that God is not around, that God doesn't care? Uh, is there anybody that feels like that? It's like my prayers are going unanswered. But he just said he's the master of transition. So has it ever dawned on you that sometimes if God, amen, is in you, I, I, I'm about to get deep, so let, let me, let me I, I might want to stop because y'all might not follow me on this. Uh, but if God is in you, there should be enough in you to keep you when he's not with you. I, uh, am I being too deep? I, I'm being too deep, ain't I? I know. I, 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 I got to stop being this. Has uh, anybody understand that there's got to be enough in you to keep you when he's not with you? Because, see, if he goes to prepare a place. Oh, God. Uh, okay. I, uh, I know. I, 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 I need to stop, don't I? Uh, because, see, the whole gist of the Holy Spirit when he said, I'm sending a comforter, behold, I go prepare a place for you. He said, there's going to be a time on this journey that I'm going to have to leave you, amen. But what's in you will keep you till I come back for you. And so here, this is a foreshadow of letting you know there should be enough to keep you, amen, amen, until I go prepare a place for you, which is the place that you deserve. Okay, I done got too deep. I done, I, I done got too deep. I done got too deep. Okay, how about if I do this then? How about we just give God a praise for being the kind of God that can come find my soul when my soul is buried underneath all of my challenges and my issues? How about we can give God a praise because he knows how to find my soul? told you when we said it earlier on, we said he's so good. Not, not, not in the S-O. You walked in on the S-O. Not S-O. Not so good. No, so good. And we have a witness here. David writes and said, he restoreth my soul. Well, okay, okay, okay. I can get real deep now. Let me, let me, let me get biblical. Here was a man who every five weeks he sinned. <laughs> Y'all not going to talk back to me. David was no stranger to sin. Can we talk about sin? Y'all won't get offended. Because we all sin. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was no stranger to sin. No, he wasn't. David could praise God on Sunday and struggle with somebody's wife on Tuesday. <laughs> Y'all not going to talk back to me. David had an eye for women. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. And he, and he realized, he realized when he wrote Psalm 51. And Psalm 51 was penned because David had a bad experience with Bathsheba. And this is where this psalms come from. Because David, a man who was supposed to have been out there fighting, stayed behind and tarried. Oh, y'all done got quiet. Yeah, you know how, you know, when you stay behind, see, when you behind, you get in trouble. Y'all done got quiet. When you get in behind, when you start getting behind, you in trouble. He tarried behind. He's supposed to be out on the battlefield with his boys fighting. He done stayed behind tarrying, and Bathsheba come out dressed in black. Y'all not going to talk to me. She had on black boots. She had on black lingerie. Y'all not going to talk to me. Y'all want to get all saved now. Amen. We got to go into the dirt now. Amen. She, she had on black boots, black lingerie, and she's on the rooftop taking a bath. And while she was taking a bath, David was undressing her. 
with his eyes. Mm -hmm. Forgot about who Uriah was. He said, I need to have this. Indeed. Indeed. And sent for her. Mm -hmm. And what took place in that house, we can't talk about because we got kids in here. David comes out, and he got further and further in the hole. Because you know how sometimes when you mess up, instead of just coming clean, you got to try to compromise and justify. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Anybody been there and, and, try to, and, try to, and try to find a reason why not to be wrong? Y'all done got quiet. Y'all know we guilty of that. We ain't going to confess nothing. I want you to understand I ain't never made a mistake, even when I made a mistake. And what folks don't understand is, is that when you make a mistake, everybody can see the mistake but you. <laughs> You're trying to hide something that can't be covered. And so he messes around, and he, he digs himself further in a hole. And I'm talking about Psalm 51. I ain't lost my spot. I'm, I'm, so, I'm talking about restore to the soul. My time is up, ain't it? Yeah, it is. God bless you. I said 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And so we just going to go ahead and, and, and conclude. Huh. And finish that part. First, I said, finish that part. Okay, I'll finish that. So, so, so David, are we talking about he restores my soul? And, and so David writes Psalm 51. So you can't write about something where you ain't been. Can I say this? There's too many people who are in places and trying to take folks places that they ain't been themselves. So when David writes this, he writes this because he was in a dark place. Because he realized that not only did he violate God, he violated, amen, this woman. And then he turned around and violated her husband. Because the scripture said, instead of him just coming clean and just say, man, I was with your wife. He went ahead and put Uriah on the front line, the heat of the battle, to make sure he got killed. See, sometimes sin can take you places where your mind starts to make you think delusional. You, you start being delusional because you start trying to do stuff to cover stuff and you fail to realize you can't cover nothing from God. And so he digs himself further in a hole and he kills Uriah, right? And now he's delusional because he thinks he's going to get away with it. And the sad thing about it was the biggest thing he realized, it wasn't even so much the fact of him having intimate relations with Bathsheba. And it wasn't even, and I, even though some of y'all say, man, that was bad. He killed somebody over this thing. And it was. It wasn't even that. It was the fact that God had removed himself and made him spend a season of his life without the presence of God. Now, I know some of y'all may not think that's serious, but it's a serious thing when you are getting up every morning and you can't feel what you used to feel in it's a bad thing to be in a place where God is not speaking, God is not touching, God is not moving. And when the Lord allows that to come back, I wish I had a witness in here. When he allows that to come back, amen, off that one word called repentance, when a person repents and they turn from it, amen, and after he repented, he had help to repent, though. <laughs> you know he had help. He didn't come clean himself because see, God sent a prophet named Nathan. And, and Nathan had to tell him verbatim. See, you can't tell folk verbatim now. They get mad. 
They leave church and unfriend you on Facebook. Y'all done got quiet on me. That's how they act now. You can't, you can't tell them now when, you know, when they, when they, when, but see, Nathan told him. He said, he told him a parable. He said, yeah, it was somebody, man, that went into this other man's wife, blah, 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 blah. He said, well, who was that? Here goes David, delusional. Who was that? I'll have him killed. And Nathan said, it was you, man. And he had to come clean. He had to come clean. And so he picks up this pen and he writes, he restoreth my soul. Now, you may never have been there. And if you haven't never been there, God bless you. But for those of us that's been there, when you've been to a dark place, where God has silenced himself. He's closed his ear to your prayer. Y'all not going to talk to me. He's hid his hands from your life. Y'all not going to talk to me. Amen. And when he, and when he, and he allows the, the word of God, amen, to come, but it's not impacting. Because the word came, he was delusional. Who is that man? You know, you can sit in a service and say, everybody else is in trouble but me. But when God allows your soul to be restored, I wish I had somebody. I know y'all don't want to talk to me today. I ain't even got the first four, but he said he restored my soul. In other words, he recovered me from the places I was supposed to die in. When they had the sentence on my life to die, God was the judge that stood up and said, nope, I'm not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you get away with it, but I'm not going to let you die. I'm going to find your soul. I'm going to recover you from every mistake you made. Every, oh, I wish I had somebody in here who could just praise God for restoration power. I may not have been everything that I was supposed to be, but God found me. He restored my soul, gave me another chance to be in the house of God, to lift him up. Do I got somebody in here that can open up their mouth and give God a prize? God bless you. <laughs> and, and we had, we've had, we had church today. We had church. God bless you. Heaven smile on you. Amen. Now, what we want to do now is we want to say a prayer over the sick and the afflicted. Amen. Because this is the season of allergies.